Here we go. Welcome to the 1000 Hours Outside podcast. My name is Ginny Urich. I'm the founder of 1000 Hours Outside and welcome back, Jeremy Puglisi. Thank you for being here. Ginny, I'm thrilled to be back on your show. I listen to your podcast all the time and I am grateful to be here with you today. We have talked about so many different things and I am such a huge fan of your books. We're talking today about Christmas gifts and I've got, there's actually, there's three books that I've got two of them right here and you have a new one coming out. Well, you, okay, let me back up. You've got a lot of awesome books. The one I have, See You at the Campground, just came out as a second edition, correct? Yeah, and now it's called Where Should We Camp Next? Camping 101. Our publisher yes. decided to totally rebrand it, which like really does confuse everybody because they're both still for sale in Amazon. <laughs> so See You at the Campground and Where Should We Camp Next? Camping 101 are the same book, different color. They just did it because the Where Should We Camp Next books are selling well, and it's purely like a marketing move. Yeah, well, and I don't think it's, it's not even all that confusing. It definitely just looks like it goes along with the other ones. It's green. It's a fantastic book. So we have had conversations about all of these books and the conversations people have to go back and listen because the one that we did with Stephanie, we went through every single state and you highlighted the two of you, you bopped back and forth and you highlighted some of your favorite things in each state and what these conversations have done for me and what your books have done for me beyond being this incredible guide for families to get outside and find things to do. It's just this reminder that there is adventure everywhere. And people consistently, they talk about, oh, you know, well, I can't find anything or this type of thing. But you read your books and you, and you realize, no, there are cool things no matter where you live. There is something that you can go do that's big, that's small, that's an amazing adventure. It's just been such a gift for me to get to know you and also to read these phenomenal books. So once again, thank you for being here. And I would highly recommend any of these books as the most amazing Christmas gift for sure. I mean, wrapped under the tree, where should we camp next? A 50 state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Wrapped under the tree, where should we camp next? National parks, people love national parks. This is so far above and beyond, and people could listen back, but it's so far beyond, go to this campground. It's like, no, it's like, here's this whole area and all the things that you can find and the ins and the outs, just phenomenal books. Thanks for writing them. Well, thank you so much for reading them. And it's it's like, we just want to be that friend around the campfire that never shuts up and has just got like a million campground recommendations. And mm -hmm. every camper knows, like when you sit around the campfire, everyone loves to talk about the places they've been and recommend places. And that's really, you know, we cover all kinds of things on our podcast, but our campground recommendations have sort of become what we're, we're known for. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it excites me more talking about like campground recommendations than even talking about RVs, you know, and I'm the host mm -hmm. of the podcast so yeah thank you so much yeah and they, they're, they're cute gifts they got great covers and um, they're like around 10 bucks right now on amazon if wow. you want to get them on amazon and you could also get them at any independent bookstore too so perfect and they look great so i always love that too and the suggestions i mean we've definitely used them we've been different places even if we're not camping even if we're just in the area the suggestions for what to do in that area are so spot on for families. And that's one of the things I just really love about all of your books. Tell us just a little bit about who you are. You've had a career switch and I know Stephanie has too, which is exciting. I mean, we live in a world where it's a possibility to swap careers and to find something that you're really passionate about and jump into something new. So tell us what happened. So Stephanie and I were both teachers. We both worked in K to 12 education for you know around 20 years. Uh, Stephanie was teaching elementary school and I was teaching high school. 
And we really started the website, which was not even a website then. We started a blog to share our camping stories with family and friends. Like there wasn't an ambition beyond that initially, but then we realized like a lot of people were reading these posts and this is, this is over a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And so we both loved podcasts and we both said, well, let's just start a podcast and start sharing our camping stories, our camping adventures on the podcast. That was just about 10 years ago. We're about to have the 10th anniversary of the RV Atlas podcast next year. And again, we started it for fun not necessarily thinking we would eventually get sponsors and work with companies. That kind of happened organically. But over time, at one point, you know, Stephanie said, look, I either need to do this as my career or I, like, I neither need to like commit and do this or, or quit teaching. Like, I can't do both. She was basically saying, I can't be a full-time teacher and run this whole thing that we've got going that's growing. So when we got our first book contract, she actually resigned from teaching at the end of the year and full-time started to develop the RV Atlas podcast. And website. And then soon after I followed her as things grew a bit more, uh, I also left my teaching job to pursue the writing and the podcasting and all of those things. And, you know, we work hard, we work a lot, but but we love it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really awesome story. You have got these over 900 episodes and you did this season where it all was surrounding the national park. So people definitely check that out. There's so much fantastic information over at the RV Atlas podcast. What we're going to be talking about today and focusing in on, which goes right along with the books, which would be fantastic gifts for adventure lovers in your life, for people who are wanting to get out and try something new, is talking about Christmas gifts. We have this push toward minimalism, I think, in our world. And people are talking about, you know, we're consuming too much and a lot of thought around that. And so what a neat thing to give a gift that facilitates memories and to give a gift that facilitates adventure. So that is the gist of today. It's just throwing out ideas for you, for, you know, you give to your brother, you give to your kids, you give to your dad, you give to your coworkers, that these are gifts that are going to help them to adventure more and to build memories in 2024. I think there's nothing better that you can do than that is to help people to adventure. So can we start off with this whole concept of cooking outside? You are a pro. I love seeing your videos of cooking outside. And listen, everything tastes better outside. It's the truth. It's a well-known fact. It's probably scientifically researched. I don't know, but things just taste better outside. And it's real fun to be out there and to eat meals around the campfire. But even if you're home, even if you're not camping this weekend and you can cook a meal outside, can we start there with some of the camp kitchen or the outdoor cooking type things as gift ideas? Yeah. So I think that particularly for, if you want to give a gift to somebody that's maybe just starting camping and just kind of starting to build a camp kitchen. And by the way, Jenny, almost all these gifts are under 50 bucks. I really want to give like a value gift guide for those people who are on a budget or don't have a lot of money to spend. The economy is kind of wonky. So my goal here in this list was to recommend gifts that are awesome that pack a punch, that can last a long, long time, but don't cost a lot. And I did sneak in one at the end that cost more than 50 bucks. But in terms of the camp kitchen, I think the best value in American camping gear is a skillet by Lodge Cast Iron. I think every camper needs a Lodge Cast Iron skillet. My personal preference is the 10.25 inch skillet. That's probably their best seller. A lot of people do like the 12-inch one, which is a little bit bigger if you have a bigger family. So so look at those two. But the 10.25-inch Lodge Skillet, if you shop it around, you can get one for less than 20 bucks. And you you will die with this skillet. Like You will have it for the rest of your life. It's made in America, made in Tennessee. 
you can use it every day. You could use it in your home kitchen and then bring it camping or get one for home, one for camping. And I just feel like if somebody on your list is a camper interested in camp cooking and doesn't have a lodge skillet, or even if they have one at home, get them that second one to keep in the pop-up camper or to mm. keep in the RV. I think they make wonderful gifts. And not everything on this list is, is made in the United States, but this is. And it, it just kind of amazes me that Lodge can sell these for about 20 bucks. You can go yeah. right to their website too. So just a totally terrific value. And it's a great starter piece for an outdoor camp kitchen, I think. And if you find that you love their products, you can go down a rabbit hole there, right? Like, so we've got the Dutch oven and they have ones that they've got little square or little, not square circles where you can put biscuits in them. They're really cool. And you can make so many things over the fire. It smells good. What kind of things do you, does your family like to eat when you're camping, when you're out there cooking? So we do the basics. Like we, we, our kids love smash burgers and smash burgers have been all the rage. And we do that on our Blackstone griddle, but you can do a smash burger right on a lodge skillet as well. The boys love pancakes, but my kids are a little bit different. They don't put syrup on their pancakes. Okay. They would rather have like chocolate chip pancakes or pancakes with fruity pebbles in them. And then that's sort of sweet enough and they don't put syrup on them and they just like eat them with their hands. So we do those basics, but then I've also gotten into like stir fry is really fun and really easy to do at the campground if you want to mix it up and just not do like burgers and dogs every single time. Mm-hmm. And I actually just ordered a very portable pizza oven. So I'm like jury's out on like making pizza at the campground because it takes up some room and it's kind of a lot of mess. But there are some cool options for like small portable pizza ovens that are made for camping now too. So that's going to be something I'm going to be trying to do in 2024. Well, I cannot wait to follow along because people can follow you on Instagram and you are sharing these stories all the time and you're trying it out for everyone. I mean, that's the gift, right? You go first and then other people, you can let them know if they should follow along or maybe this isn't the best thing or the easiest thing. And so that's a fantastic thing for outdoor meals. And there are a lot of places that you can eat outdoor meals. I didn't quite realize it's like so many parks even have those charcoal grills. And if you can, we have a charcoal chimney, it's called, and it heats the charcoal up really quick. And then you just pour it in there and you can cook on those grills. And that changes the entire experience. Like, okay, a sub sandwich is fine. But if you're outside for the day and you want to have like a dinner I've seen people, you know, they're cooking a big old pot of chicken or whatever. You could take your skillet and it's very versatile in terms of, I think, enhancing your life if you have the capability to cook outside. And breakfast, lunch, and dinner on a skillet too. You can do your breakfast foods, but then you can also do dinner. What we've told people over the years too is that like do something simple Friday night if you're at work and then you're rushing to get to the campground. You might want to pack subs or grab subs on the way there. I tend to like do my cooking on Saturday, like Saturday morning, Saturday night, and Friday night, I keep it as simple as possible uh, because sometimes it's difficult just getting from work to the campground for, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. That's one of the things that you've talked about that I think is so inspiring is that we really can capitalize on our weekends. And that's really good advice. Even in the winter, you know, depending on where you live, maybe it's a little milder or you can do some winter camping. It's like, you got Friday to Sunday. And maybe you do, like you're kind of exhausted at 4 or 5 p.m. on Friday, but you just put in the effort and you say by 8 o'clock, you can be sitting around the campfire. And I love that. Make the Friday one easy and then you can dive in to a little more elaborate cooking over the weekend. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, 
never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So get started today and get after your goals. Some of the things we love about Factor are their two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Our kids love the pancakes, smoothies, and more. And there's a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, including midday bites. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And remember to sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com/outside50 and use code outside50 to get 50% off. That's code outside50 at factormeals.com slash outside50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Question, what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Read a few chapters of that book, start painting that guest bedroom, tackle that pile of laundry, play a card game with your kids. A lot of us spending our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. If you're feeling stuck, therapy is something that can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is a wonderful thing. It can help you learn positive coping skills or show you how to navigate properly setting boundaries. With BetterHelp, it's easy to get started. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and visit BetterHelp.com slash 1000 hours to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 1000 hours. What about this? You say my favorite piece of camping gear of all time. You're talking about the Fireside Estwig splitting tool. It's the Estwing. That's the company Estwing. I believe they're out of Illinois. Mm-hmm. And it's it's called the Fireside Friend. And it's kind of a camp axe, but it has a bigger, heavier three-pound head on it. I'm a little weird. Like the traditional camp axe, I never use mine. I don't find it super, super useful. But when I stumbled upon this Estwing Fireside Friend 10 years ago, and I have literally given this gift to a dozen people, I fell in love with it. It stays in my RV. I use it on every single camping trip, and I'll tell you why. Because it has that heavier three-pound head, it's great for splitting firewood. So for taking a piece of firewood that you might buy at the campground and don't transport firewood from too far away, please, but it's great for splitting the firewood into smaller chunks. And if you've had a lot of campfires, uh, you'll know that when you split the firewood into smaller pieces, it burns faster, it burns hotter, and you have a much nicer campground than like too big of a piece of firewood. It's slow to get going. It can get smoky, but splitting it into two or three smaller pieces, it's like magic. All of a sudden, like your campfire is roaring much more quickly. So I always want to take the firewood that I buy and split it into two or three pieces. The S-Wing Fireside Friend is fun to use. There's two versions. There's one with like a, and it's all one piece forged steel. The cheaper version has like a rubber kind of handle. And that one's under 50 bucks, 30 bucks, 35 bucks. So if you're on a budget, that one's awesome. 
But then there's also a special edition one that has a leather handle. It's like a little more glampy and fancy. And it's only like 57, 60 bucks. But uh, it's it's really attractive. Again, an American-made tool. And like this, like I will give my fireside friend to one of my kids, right? I mean, this thing like the skillet will last forever. So to give somebody a gift that's like 30 to 60 bucks, depending on which one you buy, that will literally is like a generational gift. That's where it's at for me this holiday Mm -hmm. season, right? Like you don't have to spend a ton of money to get something that people can use for literally decades to come. Mm -hmm. Well, and I love the thing that when you give someone a gift that they use on a regular basis, then they think about you. So, you know, they know you gave them the thing and there's this little thought of this was a gift and it came from so-and-so. So what an awesome thing, the Estwig Fireside Friends Splitting Tool, favorite piece of camping gear of all time. Will you talk about games? So Spot It Classic and Spot It Camping, which sound like that would be, I, people love those. I've heard of those. But for those people who haven't heard of them, can you tell us, do you say some of the benefits? The adults don't have an advantage. It's really fun for the whole family. Spot It is our family's all-time favorite game at the campground at home we'll we'll tend to like maybe take out scrabble or a bigger board game but spot it comes in a small tin which is nice it's very compact it's like ten dollars you want to talk about it a, a great stocking stuffer at a budget price and there's all different versions of spot it like licensed versions and themed versions or this disney version or whatever it's all the same game fundamentally there's icons on the cards you throw down the cards and the first person to find the matching icons takes the cards, right? And the person mm-hmm. with the most cards wins. Now I'm going to confess that I am not very good at spot it. And it used to drive me crazy because my youngest son, Wesley, and this game says six and up on it, but I, Wesley was playing when he was like four or five. Mm-hmm. He could beat me when he was four or five, which drove me crazy kind of. <laughs> but then at the same time, I was like, oh, that's so cool. Because this game, like a lot of games, the adult has a major advantage. And either you're just going to win every time or you got to let your kid win or whatever. Like this was like a legitimate competition between 44-year-old Jeremy and like four-year-old Wes. Um, (laughs) It's a camping edition. And sometimes it's a little bit of a pain in the neck to find on Amazon to find the camping edition. But there is a camping edition and it has icons that are like campfires, tents, binoculars, things like that. Terrific game. Great value, lots of fun to play at the campground. And for camping games, we always want small, compact. We don't want big, messy games with tons of little pieces that you could lose. That tends to not work at the campground. And another pro tip for getting games for your kids if you're into camping, tons of games have either a National Park Edition or like a Great Outdoors Edition. So there's like an Uno that's like a Great Outdoors Uno. There's National Park Yahtzee, right? So if you're outdoorsy, like a lot of your listeners probably are, there's oftentimes like a second version of the game. It's either National Parks or Outdoors themed. Mm -hmm. That's so fun. We like to have, we have a pop-up and then we have one drawer in there and it's got games that stay in there. So it's, you know, small and it's just a little drawer. So you can have some decks of cards. We have Bananagrams, Spot It. What a great thing. It's just a little round tin. Our whole family loves that game too. It's, um, you know, it's like a, it's like an all out war, you know, it's like, no, I said it first. I, <laughs> that's a fun one. Yeah. It's really fast paced. And like, if your family is like a little competitive with games, like I'll, I'll confess, my family is like a little competitive with games. You're talking to a guy that had a Scrabble board flipped at him by one of his friends. once. But we- <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, this game gets really like fast and furious and fun. And for 10 bucks, like a no brainer to grab spot it for a holiday stocking. Mm -hmm. Okay. So talking about saving space, then you also talk about the nesting bowls. Tell us about those. Yeah. So I feel like if you're a camp, look, you have a pop-up camper, you know, that space is precious and limited unless you have a gigantic RV. So anything that nests is awesome or anything that's foldable is awesome. But I like this three piece, actually it's a four piece nesting bowl set. Uh, it's called a life is better at the campsite nesting bowl set by camp co it's under 50 bucks somewhere. It comes with lids for each of the bowls they all come in these kind of cool retro teal type colors, kind of like old school vintage RVs from the 60s. And then all the little illustrations are either RVs or pine trees or something like that. So they have like a, a nice, cute, outdoorsy and retro look. And I use them to mix pancakes. Mm -hmm. If you want to put out chips and dip, you know, you take a bigger bowl and a smaller bowl, works for chips and dip. Of course, it works for a salad. And because they have those sealable lids, it's super easy to like take your leftovers, put the lid on, pop it in the RV fridge uh, and, ha and have the leftovers for the next day. So this is a really, really cute nesting bowl set. Life is better at the campsite by Camp Bell, under 50 bucks. Love it. Okay. Let's pop over to some clothing. We're talking about socks. What socks do we want? Okay. Now I listened to your podcast and I know you're, you're running an ad right now. It says, don't get in people, just another pair of socks. And I thought that was so funny because I'm recommending a pair of socks. This is kind of <laughs> a strange recommendation for this gear guide. So these darn tough socks are made in Vermont. They have all different kinds, but they're kind of hiking socks for the most part. They're actually like $24 pair of socks, which sounds crazy and expensive, but I think they're a bargain. And here is why I think they're a bargain. These hiking socks have a lifetime warranty. They're super comfortable. I have been hiking in these socks for a decade. And I actually tested the lifetime warranty, Jenny. I got a, a hole in a pair of my darn tough socks. And I thought, well, let me see if they actually replace my socks. Uh -huh. And so I emailed the company and they were, they were like, yeah, no problem. Send the socks back. We'll send you a new pair. So when you consider that these socks, they are saying they will last a lifetime or they will replace them. All of a sudden, that $24 for the pair of hiking socks seems pretty cheap to me. And they come in all different cool designs. They're the most comfortable hiking socks I've ever worn. I never get blisters. Again, love that they're made in America in the great state of Vermont. I got to try these out. I remember the first time someone asked me for Christmas one time. This is before we were really getting outside, especially in the winter a lot. And they asked me for warm socks. And I remember the first time I saw a pair of socks that cost $20. It was, you know, a pair of wool socks or smart wools. And I was like, what is this? What kind of world am I living in? But over the years, you know, we especially sometimes will have them even at like a Marshalls or a TJ Maxx and you add a pair of these socks to your wardrobe and it really changes the experience of getting outside because you're comfortable. And there is this thought of cost per wear that people are talking about, right? It's just not about the cost, but it's about, okay, how many adventures has this pair of socks taken me on? You know, and, you know, we've gotten up to 24, 25 hikes. Well, that's a dollar per wear. And through the course of your life, especially if it's enhancing your experience outside, it's really worth it. And what a special gift. So if I were getting that for someone else, I would like leave the price tag on it. <laughs> right, right. I, mean, I, I love the point you just made, though, about like thinking about how much something costs per wear. My cousin gave my twin boys these Patagonia vests when they were really little. And, you know, as everyone knows, listening, Patagonia is not cheap, but literally their stuff can last a lifetime. 
Max and Theo handed down these vests to Wes. So then Wes had two of them. Wes handed them on to a neighbor who lived over our fence. So then he got both of them. And then that I know that that neighbor, when he grew out of them, then gave them to another child. So sometimes, you know, spending money on quality can be the most bargain value conscious thing you can do, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So these are called Darn Tough Socks, Vermont, darntough.com. We'll make sure we put in the different links. Okay, there's the cap, uh, made in Michigan. Stormy Cromer caps. Uh, this was a little bit of a shout out from the great state of Michigan for you. Yes, Jay. thank you, thank you. I noticed. I'm wearing my Stormy Cromer hat right now as we're recording. I love Stormy Cromer caps. They're made in Michigan. They're made in the Upper Peninsula, more specifically. Most of them are under 50 bucks. The classic Stormy Cromer hat for both a man or a woman or a child under 50 bucks. And they have this very unique look. They have a shoelace on them on the front and they have this ear flap that you can pull down over your ears if your ears get chilly. This company's yeah. been around for over a hundred years. These are made in Michigan. They're made in the United States. When you buy one, you get a handwritten letter from the person that packaged it, that, you know, thanking you for making a purchase and supporting the company. I've had my storm, a couple Stormy Cromer hats for over a decade. I, I mean, I take care of them, but they look like they're brand new. I feel like they will last a lifetime. And they they don't just come in like small, medium, large, extra large. They actually come in real hat sizes. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to either though find out somebody's hat size or you can give them a really cool, they have this like gift box as opposed to just a gift card. And when you open up the box, it gives them what they need to measure their head. Like it's actually, I can't remember exactly what's inside, cool. but then they, they can measure their head right there and then they can order their hat. So I love these and it, it's good for, they're really great for fall and spring when you don't want the full warmth of like a beanie type cap, but you just might, you know, your ears might get a little bit cold. It's a little mm-hmm. bit chilly. Out. You want to pull down those ear flaps. So I love my Stormy Chromers. And again, I think it's a great price under 50 bucks and they come in all kinds of cool plaids and everything. You can match them to your, to your wardrobe. Love them. Jeremy, these are such unique ideas. I've actually not heard of some of these things at all. And so it's fun to go and look. And like you said, it's always fun when you can pick out the different colors and things like that. What about this flashlight, the King flashlight? The Nebo Slide King. I'm a flashlight nut. I'm a total gear nut, I'm sure, as you're realizing. I feel like every camper needs to have a flashlight that's dedicated for your camping gear, right? Whether you're a tent camper, an RV owner, you need an awesome flashlight. This Nebo Slide King, I recommend getting one and keeping it in your car. Huh. It's a great road trip flashlight, and I'll tell you why. So when you look at it, it kind of looks like a, a regular flashlight. It's USB rechargeable. It's got a magnetic base, which is really cool. So if you're working, you can kind of stick it on something and it, it'll stay there. What I love about it, though, is it slides open. You take it and you pull it open, and there's a second light, kind of like a work light, And that has three different modes. It has a white light, it has a red light, and it has a red flashing light. Mm -hmm. Now, God forbid you break down on the way to the campground or wherever you're going to have this light in your glove compartment and to be able to slide it open and put on the red flashing like hazard light, super, super nifty. And because it's magnetized, if you have to crawl under your RV because of a flat tire or crawl under your truck or whatever it might be, you can stick it right onto the frame of the truck. And it's a very strong magnet. So this is, I'm going to make a bold claim, this is my favorite flashlight of all time. And I think I, to my great shame, I would probably own about 30 flashlights. That's a big statement because there's a lot of options out there. But what in what a multi-use option to have it be magnetic. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways I, 
I could see that you'd be able to use that at night at the campground, all these different things. So the Nebo slide, I mean, never heard of this. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you've gone first, figured it all out and graciously are sharing this information with the world. I have been looking for simple ways to form healthy habits and get the nutrients my body needs when my immune system feels unsupported. And that's why I decided to give AG1 a try. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. And it makes me feel nourished and ready to face the day. As a parent, longevity is on my mind more than ever before. I want to make sure I'm taking really good care of myself so I can continue to show up for the moments that matter with my kids. Every day, AG1 helps me build long-term health with daily nutrients that support brain, gut, and immune health. All it takes is one scoop a day, and I'm setting myself up for the long run. AG1 is a supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash 1000. That's drinkag1.com slash 1000. Check it out. Everyone wants to start their year off on the right foot. And for me, that means making sure I'm eating well and have enough energy to do everything I want to do. But I'm not going to run to the butcher every day to get a fresh cut of quality meat. That's why Good Chop is such a lifesaver for our family. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on your schedule. Their products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness. So you can stock your freezer and cook when you want. We had a somewhat last minute get together recently and it was so incredibly convenient to just head to the freezer and pull out a couple bags of Good Chops hamburger patties to whip up some burgers quickly. They were so delicious. Besides being delicious, it's important to know it won't cost you a fortune either. Good Chops price per meal starts at just $3.74. Go to goodchop.com slash outside120 and use code outside120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code outside120 at goodchop.com slash outside120 for $120 off. Goodchap.com slash outside120 code outside120. You have a couple ideas on here of things that are just kind of iconic and in that way nostalgic too, I think, like the Smoky Bear collection from the Landmark Project. What do they have? So the Landmark Project's a really cool company, and they give a portion of their profits to the U.S. Forest Service. They have a Smoky Bear collection, they have a Woodsy Owl collection, and within those collections, there's everything from stickers and magnets that are less than 10 bucks to nice t-shirts with Smoky Bear on it, hooded sweatshirts, wall calendars, pins, playing cards, puzzles. Uh, so if you're a camping family, I mean, like everybody loves Smokey Bear. I feel like if you camp and you're like an outdoorsy type person, like everybody loves Smokey Bear. And there was a Smokey Bear float at the at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, so cool. Yeah. So this, like within that, if you go to landmarkproject.com and you click on the Smokey Bear collection, just depending on your budget, there will be something there. You can get some stickers and magnets for a few bucks, or you could get a hoodie that maybe costs 50 bucks or something like that. The puzzles are great for kids. The artwork is just 
really awesome. It's kind of like modern take on Smokey and some of the iconic classic look as well. And um, a percentage goes to the U.S. Forest Service. And I love this sort of movement where a lot of companies are are giving back a portion of their profits. And the Landmark Project is definitely one of them. I'm looking at my Smokey Bear wall calendar from the Landmark Project right now. I think calendars make a great gift. And they, they always have that Smokey Bear wall calendar as well. Oh, yeah. Calendars are so great because there's all sorts of different ones. And you have, but before we hop into this other calendar, I'm actually looking behind you. And you have a U.S. map that has quarters in it well jenny those are beer caps oh okay okay (laughs) i'm sure they may yes stephanie's had that for years and the idea is that you know if you're into craft beer or whatever and you go from state to state you can plug in those craft beer caps right there but they do make ones that are similar too where you get the plug the state quarters in as well Mm -hmm. i don't where that might be an etsy type purchase i don't remember where she got that yeah that's a super fun idea too i think it is really fun our kids love to have a scratch off map and scratch off the states that we've been to. And I see so often on the RVs where there is like the map of the United States and they would have different stickers and things that you put in. Those things are so fun. So I love that. I think kids like that, especially, but talking about calendars, cause you said you could get one from the landmark project. There's also a national park foundation wall calendar. Tell us about that one. So shout out to our publisher of our, where should we camp next books? Our publisher source books And every year in um, collaboration with the National Park Foundation, they do a national park calendar. And again, a portion of the profits go to the National Park Foundation. And I just I just love even if it's like a dollar out of my purchase is going to that good cause. So I love this calendar. Every year it has different national park photos. So on the cover this year is Yellowstone National Park. There's a a beautiful photography, world-class national park photography from like Cape Hatteras National Seashore, Olympic National Park. Every year it's different. And this is actually the calendar I buy every year. And last time I checked, it was like eight bucks on Amazon. It was on on sale. The prices fluctuate all the time there. Of course, they always have it at Barnes & Noble. I actually think it is one of the best-selling calendars in the country. And I just love that it a, a portion of it goes to the National Park Foundation, which is the, I believe, the only official charity of America's national parks. So another really cool calendar to check out. And these types of gifts, like what you were saying before about like those stickers where you put each state on it on your RV, they kind of inspire wanderlust yeah. through the winter months. Just like if you're giving somebody a gift that makes them want to travel or makes them want to get outside in whatever way it might be, uh, I think that's a cool gift. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. And that's really what your books do as well. And I love that with that calendar in particular, like I've not been to Cape Hatteras, but I've learned about it through your books. So that's a really cool marriage of gifts, right? Where you can learn about these places and maybe you'll get there someday and maybe you won't. Obviously we can't do everything, but you see that. So I, I would have not even, this would have been a place that I'd never heard of the Cape Hatteras National Seashore, except I read about it in your book. So that starts to stand out and kids learn that way, right? Because there's all these different connections and they read it in a book, then they see the picture of it in the calendar. And that's a neat thing every year, which ones do they highlight and which photos are in there? Because even at these national parks, I know in some of your books, you talk about, I mean, you could be at this certain national park for a week and not see everything. So which parts of it do they highlight? The really cool gift under $10. Yeah, and I love what you're saying too, that if, if a gift has a teachable aspect to it, 
like when you turn the page to the next month, it, you know, particularly with a younger child, you might say, oh, look, here's Yosemite National Park. And that might be an opportunity to talk about it with your child and have, for them to learn a little bit about it. And maybe kind of have your kids start forming their own bucket list for travel as, as well and start envisioning themselves going to those places and doing that kind of autobiographical planning that we want our kids to do. Isn't that cool that they would have that to look forward to? I went to Moab, Utah with our oldest daughter, who is 14 now, but we went in the summer. She was 13. We got invited, one adult and one kid. So she was the only one actually that wanted to go and go on this adventure. And I'd never been there. And actually, we used your books because we went to Zion. Is that where we would have gone? No. Nope. We went to Arches. Yes. We didn't go to Zion. I actually haven't been there. We went to Arches. And used your book and took all the information out there to kind of figure out how, well, okay. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, Jeremy. We went to Arches. Our hotel was right there. And we went early. We did the early bird thing. And I wouldn't have known to do that except for the conversation that we had. We couldn't have even gotten in. But we went before 7 a.m. You had to have a pass between 7 and 4. And so I think we pulled in at like 6.55. We stayed till about 1 p.m did all sorts of things. We had trails that were completely empty and end up leaving for lunch. And as we're leaving, I mean, the place is just packed. You can't even get a parking spot. So a huge shout out to you because even though we didn't camp on that trip, but I saw the campgrounds, you know, it was really cool. I did see the campgrounds. Like, I think there's like a sun outdoors and I saw these different ones and it was really neat to see these different campgrounds that different ones are in the books or we talk about but then I was following you on social media on that trip i was like i had a smile on my face from ear to ear watching your your posts because we went to arches this summer too roughly around the time you went and it's so funny you say that you did the early bird we went every day in the evening basically mm-hmm. for the same reason because you had to have the reservations during the day it was super super crowded so we just waited till like four o'clock or whatever when the park opened up and it was a bit cooler and a bit less crowded and, and that worked really well for us too mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have all of the logistics for families. And I don't think I would have even known at all that you had to get a reservation. I mean, it wasn't even anything that was on my radar. And and then you and I talked about that because your National Parks book came out before we went on that trip. And so it was such a great, because that park is phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. I saw things, we live in Michigan. I mean, I would have never seen in my entire life. And so I was so glad we went there. And then we went to Canyonlands and same thing you in this national parks book you broke it down like because that place is confusing it is there's like all five different the needles and the mm-hmm. i mean it was super confusing and i would have had no idea what we were doing except for that i had read your book and we were able to navigate that well when you have kids and your life is crazy there's not a lot of time to research you're really strapped for time for research and you only have a couple vacations a year, maybe one, maybe two, a couple times where you get to go do these things. And I think you want to be able to know, where am I going to get the most bang for my buck? Where do I really want to go? Or what do I really not want to miss? And that's been such a gift to our family from your books because they help us to navigate. I mean, I remember we got out to Utah and I, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't really know. I don't understand this Canyonlands thing, but I've got this book and it's going to help me figure it out. So let's talk about your books as great gift ideas, either singularly or you could buy them as a trio and they all match. Yeah, and they're they're all floating around $10 right now if you buy them online. If you go to a bookstore, they're going to you know cost a little bit more. Where Should We Camp Next is the first one in the trilogy, and it's a 50-state guide to our favorite campgrounds. And that's the one we came on your podcast and you had us go through 
all 50 states and name a campground that we loved. And you didn't tell us we were going to do that until <laughs> we got on the microphone that morning. I still wake up in the middle of the night having cold sweats thinking of, of that. <laughs> totally kidding. It was awesome. But that one, no matter what's, because we believe there's great camping in every state. And there is. I mean, there are great camping experiences to be had no matter what state you live in, what neighboring states are around you. So that's um, the most general interest of the books in terms of it having campground recommendations from all 50 states. And there's state parks, there's national park campgrounds, there's KOAs, there's Jellystones. There's a, a bit of a mix of everything in that book. Let me interject, because one thing I love about that book, too, is that's the one where you have like the date ones. They're, um, what are they called? It's like uh, you want to go because you have these little badges next to them. So like this one says rustic and that one says waterfront. And I can't remember. This one says family glamping. But there was some sort of a badge that was like, this would be a fun thing to go with your spouse. Oh, yeah. Like romantic weekend. So we yeah. have like five badges. So if somebody was really looking for a certain type of experience, it would be easy to find by looking for the badge above the campground review. Because there's not, you know, there's not like dozens of romantic you know, great romantic campgrounds in there for a couple, but like some of them really were. And so we gave them a badge. So if you're like, man, I really just want to get away with my spouse or my boyfriend or my girlfriend, there's a badge for that. Okay. Let me read it. Can I read one? Oh, please. Because I just found one. Okay. So this is in North Carolina. We love North Carolina. One of our favorite places to go in the entire country is Asheville. There are waterfalls everywhere. One of them is called Bust Your Butt Falls. You can ride them. So Asheville is so beautiful. It's the Blue Ridge Parkway is there. So this is just the first one I opened up to Mama Gertie's Hideaway Campground. And this one has the badge that says Romantic Weekend. It's got the website. It's got the location. And you say, we fell asleep each night to the gentle sound of the stream. And you talk about how it's just less than 20 minutes from Asheville, less than 10 minutes from Black Mountain. Folks come here for all sorts of charm and great food. So that's just an example of, like, if you're looking in North Carolina, this is just what I opened up to. So I want to give people a good taste of what these books are like. You've got this romantic one, then there's a family one, which is Yogi Bear's Jellystone at Daddy Joe's. It's an award-winning Jellystone. You say, I mean, there's enough to do right on site to keep your family happy for an entire week, indoor pool, outdoor pool, all of this stuff. And then there's, that's Cape Hatteras. Oh, look at that. That's a family one in the same chapter. You say the pool complex is one of the best campgrounds in best pool campgrounds in the country. Zero entry side, lap lane, spacious hot tub. That's in Waves, North Carolina. Then you also have the quiet side of the Smokies. So tube and splash in the waterfalls at the Deep Creek area. I'm hoping that people are getting this is just like two pages. That's what I'm saying. These are comprehensive. I think what I've always said about your books. I'm going to throw this out to you because I have a million stars. It says, we love tubing in the chilly waters of the Raven Claw River and then hightailing it to the hot tub to warm up after each run. That was at the Cherokee Great Smokies KOA holiday in Cherokee, North Carolina. What you have done is you have made it enticing without being overwhelming. And I think that is such a fantastic feat. It's like you don't come away from your books feeling like, oh, I can never do that. You come away thinking, oh, I want to do this and that. And it's just this perfect balance. I'm always impressed because all the books are the same, at how you struck that balance of just enough without too much. Well, you know, I'm so, I, I really appreciate you saying that. And, and part of the impetus behind the book, so, you know, we bought our first pop-up camper like 13 years ago now. And we bought that pop-up camper with such big dreams of, of spending time with our kids. And you know, we did, but I'm going to be honest, we had no idea where to go. 
Like we bought it and Stephanie and I looked at each other like, okay, what now? And it was really confusing to figure out all the different types of campgrounds and which ones would be a good fit for us or not a good fit for us. And to this day, people who you know buy their first RV or even if you just buy your first tent, it's kind of like, well, where do we go now? Where do we camp? And so we wanted to create that resource that, that kind of simplified something that's like really complex because there's like over 10,000 campgrounds in the country and help you find the campground that's right for you, that's going to be a good fit for you, for your family. Mm -hmm. So you have this trio of books. The first one, like you said, is this, Where Should We Camp Next? A 50-State Guide to Amazing Campgrounds and Other Unique Outdoor Accommodations. This is a bestseller constantly. That's been one of the great, I guess, you know, surprise successes of of my life, to be honest. You know, we're, a, I think we just passed 100,000 copies sold recently, and we never expected that. And part of it is it's become sort of this viral gift at, at Christmas, and we're, we're just beyond grateful that so many people have enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we did not expect the success of the book. We wrote it because, we, look, we've been doing all that podcasting for 10 years, and it feels like the natural next step. And we're very lucky to have a great publisher and great cover artist and, and all of that stuff as well. It's a phenomenal book. So that's the first one. Number two is National Parks. Where should we camp next? National Parks. So if somebody on your holiday list really wants to go out and explore those national parks, this is really the book for them. Super proud of this book. We took a lot of the feedback from the first book and, and made some improvements and adjustments. People wanted more campgrounds. The key here is that we review the campgrounds inside the national parks and on in the gateway towns outside the national parks. So if you're the type of camper that wants a pool and full hookups and a playground for after a day inside the national park, we got you covered. If you're the type of camper that wants that $20 a night tent site that's inside of Yellowstone National Park and you don't care about all the bells and whistles, we cover cover that as well. And it's not just national parks. We cover national seashores, national monuments, mm -hmm. all of the national lake shores, Sleeping Bear Dunes, Cape Hatteras. So it's not just the iconic national parks. We, we have all those, but also a lot of those other designations. And a lot more of those are in the Midwest and the East. So we wanted to strike a balance where the book really covers the MPS units across the country. So this is a great book for anybody that wants to start exploring our amazing national parks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give just a little bit of insight into this one. So I hopped, I mean, I just, you know, you just open it up and this is talking about Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And so you've got all sorts of information about where to camp and what it's like and background information. But then you have, these are the extras, right? Written by a family, for families, worth a splurge, Dollywood. You go through and give a little bit of stuff there. We love Dollywood too. It's a gorgeous park. So fun. They have different events throughout the year. Like they have a flower one in May. It's just phenomenal. Then you talk about the firefly event. So synchronous fireflies put on their stunning reproductive display for a few weeks every year in late May through early June in the Elmont area of the national park. And you can get lottery tickets and so you have information there about that. Then the many gateway towns of Great Smoky Mountain National Park. So you talk about Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Townsend, Cherokee, and then Dreamy Drive. So we have been on this Cades Cove loop and you see bears. We've seen mother bears with baby bears. And that's not even the only one you have in here. You talk about the Roaring Fork Motor Trail. So Dreamy Drives, Heavenly Hikes, Abrams Fall, all these different places. And then Wild Water Adventure. You talk about this place where you can go tubing at the Deep Creek Tube Center and Campground for $7 a day. 
I mean, just a a day. Actually free. You could bring your own tubes, right? Um, That was one of the coolest things we've ever done in a national park was that tubing at Deep Creek. It's a little bit off the beaten track in Great Smoky Mountain National Park, but that's a magical day. And you bring your own tubes. You don't have to spend a dollar. Wow. And so this is like, even if you're, are you going to national parks or you're just going to the area? Like if you're going to the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area, which is a huge vacation spot for people and you say, look, well, I'm going to camp. Maybe I'm not going to camp. Maybe I'm going to stay in an Airbnb, but then this is the book that's going to tell you what to go do in that area. It's great for campers and it's just great for families too, who want to go adventure and find something unique to do. That's sometimes a little less crowded. I think you know, you're going to do these things that are off the beaten path. Like you talk about, it's going to be less crowded, especially if maybe your only vacation time is during peak season, you can spread out a little bit and go on these different hikes or things where there's going to be less people. So there's that one. And then there's where should we camp next camping 101, which is is important because if you don't grow up camping, this could be a really scary thing to hop into, but people want to. Yeah, that one's a great primer for, um, you know, a family that's just getting into camping, just figuring out how they want to do it. Do you want a tent camp? Do you want to just rent cabins every now and then? Or do you want to make the plunge and, you know, buy an RV like you have and like I have or get get, get that first pop-up camper? We cover all the different types of camping. We even get into glamping a little bit. There's packing lists in there. There's checklists in there. There's chapters on all these different topics to help you get started, like finding out what your camping style is, campground etiquette in terms of like things to do and not to do at the campground, like don't cut through somebody else's site. Don't be loud after quiet hours have started. There's chapters on taking your first national park trip. And there's a lot of our personal stories weaved into it. So this one really was kind of came out of our podcast a lot. So we weave in our personal stories, but then also a lot of tips and tricks and hacks for getting into the camping lifestyle. And again, this is a rebranded version of our book, See You at the Campground. So don't buy both, okay? Don't buy See You at the Campground and Where Should We Camp Next Camping 101 because they're the same. But this would just be great if there's somebody on your list who's just getting started and just kind of figuring out how they want to do it. Because there's so many different ways to camp. And we really believe, and I know you you do too, there's no wrong way to do it. Every family, it's going to look a little bit different. Somebody might buy an expensive motorhome and somebody might just stick to that tent. And let me tell you something, everybody can have fun no matter what their camping style is. It's not about how much money you spend or, or where you go. It's all about your attitude and just figuring out what works for your family. So we cover we cover a little bit of everything in that book. What I got, I remember when I read that one, one of the things that really stuck out to me was you focused on, and in these other books, some too, like these different ways you can do it. So if you want to go as multifamilies, that there are some of these campgrounds where some people can stay in a cabin and some people can tent camp and some people can bring their RV or you can find sites that are like in a loop and everybody faces each other. And so you've got this kind of common space in the middle. And I loved reading about that and just catching the vision of, like you said, there's so many different ways that you can do camping. And I think that's important. You know, you can go to the ones that have all the food there and people are going to be driving through delivering pizzas and pies and all sorts of ideas like that. Or you you can go to ones that are really primitive and do everything on your own. It's like the sky's the limit. So these books, I truthfully have changed my life, changed my perspective on how much fun things there are out there to do and to go adventure. And we have done some of the things just this past year. So it's been awesome to have these as part of our family. And I tell you what, if you can find a gift that's like 15 bucks or less, that's personal. I mean, to get a beautiful book is such a nice gift, I think, at Christmas. These are beautiful books. They are comprehensive. What would happen? Like, let's say you're at your family Christmas and you give this book. 
people would be looking at it the whole night. It would get passed around. Everyone would be looking at different ideas or where have you gone? Where have I gone? So fantastic ideas. Just look up the Puglisi's. Where should we camp next? And there's three different options there. Let's hit the one last thing that's over 50 bucks, the tent. I couldn't resist. So I'm an RV guy or we've been RV owners for 12 years. But this past summer, I got back into tent camping with my kids. And I'm, I'm really so glad I did. I, I could go on forever about it. The one thing I'll say is when your kids get older, they want to camp with their friends and not all of their, not many other friends own RVs, but all of their friends' parents will go buy a tent or borrow a tent. So I kind of discovered this year, like, hey, if I just get a tent again, we can go camp with a bunch of their buddies and their buddies' dads or parents, and it'll be a lot of fun. So I didn't want to spend a ton because I already own an RV. And so I purchased the Coleman Sundome six-person tent. Now, the Coleman Sundome tent, you can get in a two-person, three-person, four-person, or six-person model. They're 42 bucks to 110 bucks. They are the best value out there for a starter tent. So I bought the six-person. It's easy to set up. If you just watch Coleman's YouTube video, anybody can set up this tent. That's another thing. If you're just if you're new to tent camping, you don't want a tent that's like really stressful to set up because then you won't want to use it again. This is one of the easiest tents I've ever set up. Now, I'm not sure it's going to last a generation. I used it three times this summer. I did use a ground tarp under it. So buy a cheap ground tarp under it to protect the floor. But it did seem to be durable. It does seem like it's going to last. And they go on sale. Like uh, all the time I see them on Amazon for dirt cheap prices. And if you go to a, a state park campground, you will see dozens of people with these Coleman Sundome tents. Now, Coleman makes a hundred different tents. You got to make sure you look for the Sundome if you want that really great value. And if you don't believe me, look at the Amazon reviews. Like people, hmm. there's thousands and thousands of four and five star reviews for these tents. I just think I, I, I envision, Ginny, when I envision your audience, I picture a lot of experienced campers, but I also picture a lot of people who are, you know, just starting a young family or just wanting to get out on that first camping trip, I think for the price, this is a great first tent mm -hmm. and you might get lucky. It might last you 10 years too. Wow. Well, and we we're talking about the cost per wear. Even if you get the biggest one, that's $110. That's usually less than one night in a hotel. Usually, you know, depending on where you're staying and the taxes on there, <laughs> it's always more. So what a deal. I mean, even if you use it for three weekends or four weekends in a summer, I mean, you're getting eight, 10 nights out of that one tent. And a lot of times, you know, not always, but sometimes campgrounds can be very economical. You know, in Michigan, some of the state campgrounds are $30 a night that you stay and you've got your tent that costs you a hundred bucks. And there you've got a vacation that is a whole weekend that would be the price of one night at a hotel. And Jenny, how many hours are you going to knock off of your 1,000 <laughs> yes. hours? On a, on, Most a importantly. On a weekend tent camping trip, you can knock out, you know, 48 hours outside because mm -hmm. you're outside the entire time. Yes. So I'm so glad I got back into tent camping, even though I'm an RV owner. And anyone out there who's just about thinking about getting into camping, you don't need to spend a fortune. You, you go borrow a tent the first time and see if you like it too, if you don't even want to buy this $100 tent. But, you know, just get out there and try it. You don't need a $200,000 motorhome to go have fun with your kids. You can do camping, whatever your budget is, you can camp with your kids and your family. I absolutely believe that. Yeah. And I think one small side caveat is for our family, we have a little bit grown out of our pop-up. 
I love our pop-up. I like the space, but our kids have gotten taller. You know, they're all taller than I am now. So this happens, you hit teenage years. So we have talked about, well, one solution to that is to have a little four-person tent that you bring along with you and the kids want to sleep out in the tent anyway. And so it just gives you, if you have like we have is a small pop-up and you're kind of outgrowing it, you don't necessarily have to upgrade. You can just throw a tent in and that can give you just a little bit of extra space or it can be a space where people can go change their clothes. People use that for all different types of things. So what a great idea. Listen, people could print out a tracker sheet because those are free and give them with your books. Uh, 1,000 hours outside tracker sheet, give it to your kids. You know, if they can read, if you got kids that are 10, 11, 12, they need these books to inspire them. These Where Should We Camp Next books to inspire them of what's out there. They can help plan a trip. When kids help plan trips, it helps with their executive functioning skills to learn how to plan a trip from beginning to end and so they can explore. So I think kids would like these books. So Jeremy, this has been awesome. What a gift for everyone to know about gifts. Good, unique gifts that they could give that are unique. It's not a candle, although there's probably some cool camping scent candles. And maybe it's the great socks, but they're unique socks that will last a lifetime. You could be buried in them and they'll still be in good shape. Great ideas for everyone. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. And it pairs so well with what you're doing too. You know, a lot of these gifts, you're going to give these gifts and say, hey, let's get outside in 2024. You know, let's get a thousand hours out there and, and, and giving somebody a tent or giving somebody one of our books or that national parks calendar uh, and just saying, hey, you know, give, give them the tent and say, and let's do our first camping trip as a gift, you know, wrap that into an experience as well. Yeah. Um, and in 2024, I'm getting my thousand hours outside. I feel like I've, <laughs> I've got this is the year I'm going to do it. I feel like I'm probably close just naturally by how much we're outside, but I want to track it. I want to see how I do in the winter, how I do in the spring. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I love it. I love it. And maybe, maybe we'll cross paths because like I said, I've always loved how you guys say, see you at the campground. It's so hospitable sounding. See you there. I love it. Jeremy, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. And I know that everyone will be so grateful for all of these different ideas. Thank you so much. And thank you for being like such a, just a positive source of light and inspiration. You know, we live in, in stressful times. Uh, we don't have to, but you know, we do. And I just feel like your podcast, your website, what you're doing brings a lot of light and a lot of joy and a, a lot of life into people's lives. And I'm, I'm so thrilled that I get to come on your show. So call me anytime. Thanks, Jeremy. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.